Welcome to the Unpacking Sunday podcast, where we take a deeper look at what God is speaking to you, to our church, and to the world around us. So grab a coffee, sit back, and let's unpack it together. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Unpacking Sunday. We are so thrilled because we have again with us Luke Nielsen, our worship pastor at Caribou Road. Hey, Luke. Hey, Mike. Yeah, good to have you. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm great. Uh, You know what? I'm close, so it's easy for me to jump in for Josh and just so happy to be able to have this conversation. Because you're usually on the other side of the mic. Or on, would they say that? That's true. Because they say the other side of the camera, but that's not the case here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the one who's like uh, doing the audio recording and the editing of the podcast and everything like that. So it's fun to be part of the conversation. All the good stuff. And it's great having you because we don't have to pay like travel and accommodation for you as a guest. Literally sitting on the other side of the room. Right. (laughs) So it's good to have you. We had a fun Sunday this week. It was fun. It was baptism Sunday. And I, I don't know if we've done this before where on baptism Sunday, we've just decided to preach about baptism. Yeah. To have the, the, Yes, I think it was right. literally just Baptism Sunday, right? Because that's what the whole Sunday right. was about. Was Even good. one of the songs you chose was like really perfect for baptism. That it, um, what was the one that we sang right after all the baptisms? You should know you were singing. I that. was, I was singing yeah. songs right after baptisms. Um, oh, we did um, the way. Yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, the way yeah. and truth of life. Whoever yes, exactly. battle. Yes. Whoever we circumstance. Yeah, it was good. It was, yeah, it, it was, was a fun Sunday. It was very it was a fun. fun Sunday. Very And I know we were, you had asked me before we started recording this, um, when, like, when did you get baptized? What was your baptism story? And I just said, I haven't been baptized. But that was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. But wouldn't it be fun if we quickly, briefly shared what was your baptism experience? Yeah, Why absolutely. don't you start, Luke? Okay. I was 12 years old in Campbell River. Um, my my family started going to church when I was quite young. Mm-hmm. So um, I was uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit at a very young age wow. and, um, and going to a Christian school and everything. But, uh, you know, it really, at 12 years old, I was at this point where I was like, you know what, I need to not be doing this because my parents do because you know we've mm-hmm. been on this journey as a family but I want to follow Jesus for myself so I mm-hmm. decided and got baptized at there's a little uh hotel in Campbell River called it was I don't even know if it's the same but it's called the Austrian chalet <laughs> <laughs> they had like a schnitzel restaurant yeah, there but it's different than Swiss chalet right? it is different totally than different. Swiss chalet yeah, yeah. the cinnamon and the sauce I don't love yeah, I okay. don't love that but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this yeah this was a little pool and we had a bunch of people from our church get uh um, baptized and can remember just, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a profound moment for me because it really was stepping into my own relationship with God. Right. And mm-hmm. was it typical for you to do baptisms at the pool? <laughs> yeah. We didn't have a baptismal tank at our church. Like so, at the hotel. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really remember any other ones mm-hmm. there, but I'm sure they did. You know, I was, I, it's not like I paid attention to that at 12 years old much, but, right, yeah. but yeah, that was, that was the spot that we were doing. It was probably so about cool. 10 minute drive from our church. So. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. it was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So it was probably just like what we just were saying. It was baptism Sunday and would mm-hmm. church be at the pool? No, I think we went there after. I think okay. it was like after the service. We oh, went okay. So we just the people who would want to see the yeah. baptism. Yeah. And it was go. nice to get baptized and then jump in a hot tub. So that was cool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah then you're not freezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you, Mike? Oh, yeah. I got baptized. I was probably 14 or 15 years old. And I had just like, I would say I just became a Christian. So I grew up in a Christian home. 
We, I grew up going to um, a, like church in an Anglican church, which is beautiful. The Anglican church has so, so many beautiful things. Uh, I didn't really meet God for myself till I was like at a conference when I was a teenager. And um, then probably it was a few months after that they were doing baptisms at our church. And so I decided to get baptized just in church, classic baptism in a baptism tank. Unlike ours at CRCF that comes on wheels, ours was like built in. So, um, yeah, it was an awesome experience. And I had seen my parents, actually. They had gotten baptized together like a little while before I had gotten baptized. So I had this great example of like why we do baptism and what does it look like and all that kind of stuff. So it was a beautiful time. Love it. Horrific photos after. <laughs> like, you know, because you're just like soaking. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But like anyway, a wet cat. The ones yeah. that we do here at CRCF, the photos are always way Always better. so good. Yeah. yeah. So, Luke, why baptism? Why do we still practice it today? I think there really is something significant about the symbolism, the imagery mm-hmm. of like, like Christ who died on the cross and was um, buried for three days and then rose from the dead. There's this symbolism that we have where we not only are saying this is a public declaration of our faith mm-hmm. and of how we want to live our lives, but there is, there is also something about this stepping into this life of I am dead to sin hmm, yeah. and I am becoming alive in Christ. Right. I am, I, I have been, I once was, like we said on Sunday, I was dead right. and now I'm alive. I'm yeah. risen. I, yeah. I, I've, I've, you know, gone under yeah. and, and now been pulled back out. You know, right. this, yeah, the, there's something powerful and beautiful about that symbolism. I would have to say there is something potent about the act, just like uh, communion, you know, it's this, it's just a covenant, you right. know, and, and there's, there's power in that. There's power in covenant. Yeah. 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 It's, it throws us back to what God has done for us already. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, even as I was preparing for Sunday was just reflecting on this, you know, we talk about baptism, even just as a step of obedience, you know, mm-hmm. we're asked to do this. So we do this. That's one element of baptism. Mm-hmm. But I think what a profound thing that God instituted baptism to look like this, mm-hmm. that like a step of obedience is so symbolic for us mm-hmm. as believers, right? It's not like just go out there because so much of baptism is also about a profession of our faith, mm-hmm. right? And God's not just like go blindly, try to you know, tell people that you believe in me, Mm -hmm. but he gave this like very symbolic act that we can do that every single time we see it, Mm -hmm. we're reminded of the finished work of the cross Mm -hmm. and what God has accomplished on Mm -hmm. our behalf through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's so, yeah, there's something just, even just the idea that, uh, you know, it's, it's water, right? Mm -hmm. It could have been something else, but, but, um, yeah, this, you can't, you can't, be dunked without getting soaked, without right. being completely covered, right? right? And just like the blood of Christ covers all, you mm. know? And yeah, so I think there's, yeah, there's power in it. Yeah, the, it's a beautiful representation. And so much of baptism, like we talked about at church, is about this profession of our faith, right? Mm-hmm. And like I was sharing on Sunday, I really think that there, it's essential that if we say that we believe in Jesus Christ, that there needs to be some element of proclamation in Mm -hmm. our belief in Jesus, right? That's what makes our belief really become real, right? Right, Because we can believe in so many things, but do you really believe in if you're never going to talk about it? Uh, It doesn't show that it's at all important to you or anything like that. And so, so much of baptism is about a profession of faith, Mm. but 
also a profession of faith is almost like a continuous lifestyle, really, hmm. that we're, we're called to be. Even one of our key characteristics as a church is to be authentic witnesses. Hmm. So yeah. what does that look like and how does that tie into baptism? Well, uh, you know, it's funny. I've been having a conversation with a person in our church who is fairly new to our church and just been even just talking about worship, about how um, they have stated that they haven't really felt the Holy Spirit in worship. They haven't felt um, this kind of peace that we've passed as understanding, what we've mm. talked about. So I've been kind of meeting with them and talking with um, them about how um, the key, the key to kind of stepping into a deeper place of worship mm-hmm. is singing, you know, because mm. I see them in church and they're standing there looking at the screens, right? right? And it's this, 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 the, it needs to be more than an observation. It needs to be an expression. It right. needs to be an engagement of the heart. Yeah. And that's, uh, I think it's the same thing with um, this idea of baptism. It's, it's, you, you can live your whole life saying, I'm a believer in Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I believe all the things the Bible says, but there's very few opportunities like baptism to step into this submersive lifestyle of saying, mm-hmm. you know, I am, I am taking a step to so let the whole world see, and I'm, I'm, I'm going under and I'm coming back up as a, as new, just like the right. Bible says. So I feel like that, you know, it's much like a lot of the spiritual disciplines. There's this God really, leads us into this thing of more than observation. It's, right. it's, 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 it's an outer expression that is required to, right. for things to become real, you know? Yeah. yeah. Is baptism also then an act of worship in a way? Oh, absolutely yeah. it is. It's, it's, you know, like the Bible calls us to sacrifice of praise, yeah. right? It, it requires you stepping out of your comfort zone, stepping away from pride and into humility to, right. to, to say, yeah. And, and recognizing not only, that what you were, but, um, what God's calling you to in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we also would call ourselves a church of enthusiastic worshipers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just in a meeting before and this came up almost in a heated way mm-hmm. of like, what do we want to be? What does that even mean to be mm-hmm. enthusiastic worshipers? Mm-hmm. But this thing that you were saying, it mm-hmm. means showing up ready to give something, a sacrifice mm-hmm. back to God. Right. And mm-hmm. we, we talk so much about worship in music and song, and that is so much a, of what it is mm-hmm. uh, for us, but it means showing up, you know, uh, putting your coffee down, coming prepared mm-hmm. when you actually are at church. This is what it's about, mm-hmm. you know, and so much of church in North America. I'm not just saying CRCF. I'm not bashing no. CRCF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying like the church Big has become about me, right? Oh. About like, hey, the first couple songs is to warm me up for the message or to warm me up for that last to more wake intimate me up spiritually. Song. Yeah. But that's not a sacrifice of praise. A sacrifice of praise is me peeling myself out of my bed when I would rather keep sleeping Mm -hmm. and me showing up and worshiping God, even though I'm exhausted, Mm -hmm. right? A sacrifice costs us something, Mm -hmm. right? And so, of course, baptism, I guess, would become an act of worship as well, because for some people, it does cost them something. Even in, in Canada, like we can't say only the persecuted church like elsewhere, but I think baptism costs us something. Even in Canada, we had a young person yesterday in the service saying like, you know, people made fun of me when I said I started hearing God's mm-hmm. voice in my life, but I want to make a statement today right. that I don't care what other people think. Right. I care about pleasing God. Yeah. And so baptism is a sacrifice of praise and it worship. It absolutely is. 
it's it's a laying down of oneself literally into the water right you know (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and so how do we do that in other areas let's branch out a little Mm -hmm. bit past baptism Mm -hmm. how do we do that in other areas of our life when we're talking about being authentic witnesses and we're talking Mm -hmm. about being enthusiastic worshipers Mm -hmm. let's uh break down the walls of the church and now you're Mm -hmm. i don't know dropping your kids off at school or you're just living life what does it look like to really profess our faith? Well, I think there's a lot of pressure that comes from, you know, people's church and how they've been raised or, you know, this idea of evangelism and everything. But um, I think it's really actually quite easy <laughs> when, you know, it, there there is definitely moments where nerves play into it, mm-hmm. where you have this kind of threshold of yeah. where you don't want to, you know, overstep into someone's life and state your beliefs. Right. But I've, I found in my experience, because all I can really do is speak from my experience, is when that opportunity arises, when I have conversations with people, one, I am, you know, much like Jesus, when he called the disciples to go out um, you know, on their kind of big mission to spread the gospel, he said, be shrewd. Mm. You know, he, he calls them to be shrewd, to be yeah. wise and shrewd. And, the, yeah. and I think there's something about that in a sense, it's like, who is God highlighting in your life hmm. that um, is 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 engaging in conversation with you? Who's who is who knows you? Who is you know um, open to you being honest and real mm-hmm. with them? And then from there, it's it's literally just you know speaking about what God is doing to your life. Like there isn't a mystery there. You know, right. it's like I have a friend who I've been in conversation with, and they have a bit of a history with church and stuff, but they wouldn't say they're, they're a believer. And I just talk to him like God answering my prayer or what mm-hmm. he's calling me to or what he's talking to me to is just like, you know, uh, it's just like old news in it's a sense. It's just you. normal life. Yeah. You know, it's like God talk, talks to me all the time. And this is something that God's really like speaking to me about right, right. now and everything. Right. So just, and, and I just let it hang there. I just yeah. let it be, you know, it's like, it's not my job to, right. um, to pressure them into becoming a Christian. Hmm. It's my job to communicate the reality of what right. God has done. Yeah, right? we sometimes, like, God's not weird, no. but we talk about him as if he's weird. <laughs> totally, like, or, like, this or is be apologetic some, about yeah, it. Like, yeah, like, oh, like, you might not want to hear this weird thing that right, happened right, to me. Right, But it's like, I love what you said. I just talk about him as the reality of my life. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. this is what my life is like because I'm a sure. Christian. So, And that's required me stepping away from this place of, you know, it's like, okay, I'm not going to come across as super cool to this person right. or, you know, like that kind of thing. I just, it's just really just trying to be real. Then there has to be a humility sake there. It's like, okay, I'm, I, you know, feel this urgency that I need to spread God's love for the right. reality of who he is, but also for the reality of eternity. Right? right. So, you know, we have very little time in this world, in this life. So, um, in one hand, there's that kind of this, this feeling of like, I need to get you safe. But at the same other side, there's this, no, I, what God's calling me to is to be obedient, to be real, to be, you know, to literally just have his name on my lips. You Mm -hmm. know, man, it's like, imagine if you're just having with a person and it's like, oh, I just had the best time just sitting down with Jesus yesterday, Mm -hmm. you know, like that, right. And and just leave him confused, you know, that kind of thing. I love him so much, you know, that kind of thing, right. It's like, there's nothing wrong with that, right. Right. Because that's, that's who we are. That's our life. That's how we live our lives. And, and I think that's what people connect with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think it was Danielle Strickland was talking about, um, like, I love Danielle. Isn't she awesome? She's, she's remarkable. Yeah. I will recommend a few books to you Ugh. because this is not a plug, but after the so podcast. Good. But um, she talks about 
I think she was going running with a friend. And her friend was saying, yeah, I'll go running with you as long as you don't talk about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And she actually reminded her friend, but this is part of who I am. It's not something that I put on and I take off. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And she's like, I'm not going to try to like uh, uh, convert you while we're running. Give you a three point sermon. It's not a thing that I can do. Right. Right. But so often as Christians, it does become a thing that we put on and we take off depending Mm -hmm on the circles that we're in. And it almost feels safer sometimes to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, once we really are bought into who Jesus is, and I love that you said the reality of our life, Mm -hmm. living with him, Mm -hmm. it no longer is something that you put on and take off. I mean, unless you're just never, maybe this will step on some people's toes, unless you're just never actually spending time with him or talking to him, then maybe that is the reality for you that you have nothing to share. If you've got God at arm's length, then you 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 probably don't have, yeah, you don't have much to share, but I mean it, I mean, I almost say it joking, but I love this like line from a song, Nicole C. Mullen. Okay. Yeah, but she talks about her Redeemer lives. I spoke to him this morning. That's yeah. what she says. Yeah, yeah. And like, I kind of make fun of the line, but yeah. I love the line mm-hmm. because that's how we know that God is real. Because mm-hmm. literally, I just, I just was chatting with him. Totally. Right? So, okay, so you share your faith like just to a friend, dropping totally. them off. What are some other like practical ways? If we're saying like profess your faith, be authentic witnesses. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Uh, so we're talking about just sharing about Jesus mm-hmm. as the reality of our life. What if like we feel prompted maybe to be a bit more pointed? Right. Because sometimes that happens. Right. You know, uh, maybe the Holy Spirit is convicting mm-hmm. you or drawing you into mm-hmm. a conversation. Do you have any thoughts or advice for the church about that? Yeah, I feel like in my experience, when God is like drawing you into a moment like that, Mm -hmm. like you really have a sense of, um, oh, okay. Here's a story. Can I tell a quick story? Mm -hmm. Um, so I was meeting with a young, uh, worship leader from Vancouver who just wanted to kind of hear some experience stuff, get some tips about how he can, you know, flourish in his ministry and everything. And so we were just, uh, connecting over coffee at a Starbucks and the debit machine was down and I didn't have any cash with me. Neither did he. So, um, the guy directed us to the London drugs. So as we were walking out, um, uh, heading to London Drugs to get cash, uh, a fella kind of walks up to us, and he is dressed in full construction garb. Mm-hmm. And um, this was a like a, a Indo-Canadian man, mm-hmm. and uh, he had like his overalls on and uh, you know a hazard vest, and um, he, ba- he looked like he'd been standing in the rain for an hour, pouring, soaking wet. Hmm. And he said to us, "He's like, guys, sorry to bug you. Um, he's like, I have my." work truck and I don't have my wallet with me. Uh, I've been asking people, but, uh, I, I have, I, I just need to get some gas in the tank so I can get home. It's empty and I have no money or my wallet isn't here or whatever. And, uh, I just said, give me a sec. And so as we were walking into the London drugs, um, I just quickly asked the Holy spirit, Lord, how much do I give this guy? Mm-hmm. And I just got this kind of clear image of 40 bucks. There's hmm. two $20 bills is what I said. So I said, okay, you know, it's like, I don't got a ton in my bank account, but right. I'm in that moment, I was willing to be obedient and right. say, okay, this is for you. This is, this is worship. This is, yeah. you know, this is the stuff. So I got 60 bucks out, 20 for me and our coffee and then yeah. 40 for this guy. So we walk out into the um, parking lot and this was the moment that took some courage. Mm-hmm. And I said to this fella, I was like, Hey man, I prayed. And Jesus told me to give you 40 bucks. And so I, you know, so I I just, I handed it to him, but I got to tell you, Mike, 
this was one of the most profound Holy Spirit moments mm. I've ever experienced. I just felt the nearness of the Holy Spirit in that moment. And this fellow looked like he had seen a ghost. <laughs> he went, like, he was a brown dude, but he went white, yeah, like yeah. ashen white. And, like, and it was crazy. He kind of looked like he was about to tear up. Mm. And then he, he got down on his knees. He put his hands on my feet. And I said, I give you all the honor a Hindu man can give. Wow. And then he kind of got up and he dried his eyes. And I just said, bless you, man. Have a great day. Jesus loves you. And he mm. walked away. So it was just great. And then, so, and then I was, my fellow who was there talking to me, he said, um, he's like, I'm like, dude, that's leading worship right there. Hmm. Just functioning in obedience. That's right. how you do it. That's what we do. And it was this cool moment of, um, just really seeing, I don't know what kind of deals, what kind of prayers this fella had prayed, but it was mm. obvious to me that my kind of contribution to this guy's day who was mm-hmm. in a rough state was something very real for him. Yeah. And I just trust that God can use that. I spoke the name of Jesus over right. that situation. Yeah. I was obedient. I did. I played my part. Sure. I didn't preach a three-point sermon. Yeah. I didn't tell him about hell and damnation. Mm-hmm. I just said... Jesus told me mm-hmm. to give you 40 bucks and right. I handed it to him. That was, yeah. that was my willingness. But you know, in, in that moment, it was like, that is the good stuff. That's mm-hmm. the reality of what we're being called to. That's that kind of stepping it to the next level in a yeah. sense. And I, and that is not my norm by any right. means. I wouldn't say that I'm a, you know, a street preacher by mm-hmm. any means, but you know, it's like in a moment like that, I am proud to say that I was obedient right. and I was able to trust that God can use that. So yeah, yeah pretty cool. That's so good. And, you know, I love what you're saying about obedience. I think that's number one. We be obedient to the spirit wherever Mm -hmm. he leads us. And sometimes he actually is going to lead you to teach or to say something Mm -hmm. or to be very clear Mm -hmm. with what he needs you to say. But that's the thing. He's going to lead you to it. He's going to lead you. You're going to hear it. You're not going to be able to deny it. One time. Okay, I'll tell a story. Yeah, please do. One time I was um, actually I did it twice, but on this particular mission trip that I was leading to Belize. I don't know why people like let 20 year olds lead mission <laughs> trips. But anyway, I was on this trip and in Belize, they do a lot of like ministry, like in parks, like every park has like a band shell. Okay. And so they'll like do like, they'll have like break dancers to like get a crowd together and then cool. they'll like share the gospel or whatever. So we were doing one of those. Or a drime. Yeah. A drime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we didn't do any drimes on our trip. Oh, I've done my share of drimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of drimes under the belt. Yeah. So we, there were uh, actually Sam and I okay. were on this trip. She, Amazing. We were just dating at the time and she was up doing some worship and I was working with this pastor that we had partnered with and he came over to me and he said, oh, the person who's supposed to preach uh, can't make it. Hmm. And... I was like, oh, okay, shoot, what are we going to do? He's like, well, you're just going to preach then. Amazing. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, when am I up? And he said, after this song. And yes. like, the song was so happening good. right so now. So good. Right? And, but again, it was the same thing as uh, I just said, God, what do you want me to say? Mm-hmm. And so great question. Mm. I guess the first thing is ask a good question because I noticed this in your story too. Mm. You didn't say, God, should I give this guy mm-hmm. some money? Mm-hmm. You said, how much money should I give him? Right. And it left the space for God to say zero if he wanted to. Right. Right. But you didn't, you were assuming like, God, you want to use me here, mm-hmm. right? Not, of course. do you want to use me or not? Yeah. The answer is <laughs> yeah. always yes. Don't right? question whether yeah. he does. Right. So yeah. again, it's like, okay, God, what am I going to say? Right. What am I going to say? 
And this was one of the most profound things maybe I've ever seen in my life. I don't remember what I preached on. Okay. I remember I shared from, it felt like six minutes. Like it was very short. Okay. I like shared a passage of scripture. And in this time, I watched this guy who had been drunk at the front of the crowd. Okay. I don't know what the Holy Spirit did. Become sober and give his life to Christ. And now from talking to my friend, like he walks free from addiction to alcohol. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, but that's the power of the Holy Spirit when we walk in obedience, right? right? Because even I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. I don't know what I said. Right. I literally don't know. And I I think there's something profound about that in that moment too, is that you didn't have like, you know, uh, this, you know, golden fetched piece of paper fall from heaven. They say these three points. Right. That they all start with P and they rhyme, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, no, what you don't even remember, but God used it. Right. That's amazing. I love that. So yeah, I guess super practical. So we're telling people, Okay, be obedient when mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's leading you. Mm-hmm. Um, any other like thoughts or tips or ideas? How do I, bef- just before we go, how do I profess my faith? Or if you were to give if even, even an encouragement mm. to the church. So yeah. We, yeah, obedience, what else? Yeah, I think um, humility and willingness to step out. Um, and I think it really, it just, if you're walking with Jesus, people are going to sense that there's something in you. Hmm. You know, more often than not, they're going to ask you about it, especially in this world that we live in. Anxiety is off the charts, hmm. you know, and, and people are struggling to, you know, to hold it together wherever they go. So if, if you have that sense of it, if you're able to follow up with knowing why, mm-hmm. we all know why we have this peace that passes understanding, then I think the rest is just it falls into place. I feel like, um, I think there's something to be said too about this idea of if you fall short in that moment though, Hmm. if you don't say something, I think more often than not, we as Christians can believe like that was my chance and I Hmm. blew it and I feel like there's grace in saying that God's going to give you another one. It's all stepping stones. You just, it's God's calling us to obedience, but if you're not obedient, I think there's repentance and then there's mm-hmm. like, you know, Lord, give me another chance, right? right? I think we can learn from those and God yeah. can grant us even greater courage yeah. from those moments. So right. don't be discouraged or don't be uh, feeling shameful if, mm-hmm. if you miss a moment, right. but pray into that, pray yeah. into that moment and follow up with Jesus mm-hmm. because he's able to, he's able to, he's all, he's building, he's drawing them, but he's also drawing you, right? right? So yeah, I think yeah, that would be my encouragement. Yeah, that's that's really good. Uh, I wanted to just also with that, I love this idea to just, yeah, repent, try again. Mm-hmm. And when people ask me like, what does it look like? Or how do you be obedient to God? Mm. It's practice, practice, right? Yeah. It's just now I've learned what his voice sounds like. Mm-hmm. And I've taught myself, not mm-hmm. that I get it perfect every time. I still don't get it perfect every right. time, but I've taught myself what, obedience looks like mm-hmm. right or i've taught myself how to have an impulse of obedience more than i used to mm-hmm. still not perfect at it right right and so and i think for me if i were to leave something with the church it would just be like trusting that if you've been walking with jesus right then he has put you in a particular position at a particular time mm-hmm. for a reason mm-hmm. right and so you can trust if you feel the holy spirit leading you totally. to do something you can trust him yeah right and like even the friends that you have even the co-workers that you have mm-hmm. like it's not a mistake god doesn't make mistakes right mm-hmm. but we can trust him in every area of our mm-hmm. life 
um, shameless plug even for our Propel conference, which is all about this. So How good. do I be mobilized to right. be used by God in the circle that he's already put me in? Love it. Right? So if people are listening and they're not signed up, mm -hmm. they should sign up for our Propel conference mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Luke, it's been awesome having you on the podcast. Anytime. Yes. I will invite you over from that chair to this one more often. <laughs> so yeah. good. Okay. We'll see you guys next week. Unpacking Sunday is a podcast of Carover Road Christian Fellowship Church. If you have any questions or discussion topics, please email us at unpackingsunday at crcfchurch.com or visit our website at crcfchurch.com.